I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonder. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. I hope you're all well. And as you might have seen from the title, yes, we've got another conversation episode today. I've been loving doing these, getting all creative film, video people together, having a good old conversation, learning a bit about them and their insights on the world of creativity. I love it. Hope you've been loving it as well. We've got another great guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is Arthur Shukshta. He's from Lithuania, but he's based in Manchester now and has been creating video content for quite a few years across a whole host of different industries. He has created some fantastic specialised sporting content, real high-intensity, engaging videos. His editing style and his filming style is really unique. I remember the first time seeing the content he produced. It's really captivating. It's something that really grabs your attention and immerses you into that sport. He can do all sorts of stuff and we have worked together in the past and I thought after hearing him talk about video, his passions and his inspirations of it, I just wanted to get him on the podcast, have a great conversation with him about all that and share it with all you listeners as I'm sure you're going to appreciate what he has to say because we do cover a whole host of areas. As I said, what inspires him, the joy of filming and what he gets out of it and what he sees as the future of video production and we had a really good chat about AI and where creativity is going to go in the future and how it might be influenced by artificial intelligence. The conversation is especially insightful for video producers, so anyone out there, whether you be experienced or a budding videographer, camera operator, editor, anything in the world of video, this is an especially insightful episode as Arthur provides some great tips, advice, insights into a film, video, his experience over the years of creating fantastic video content that's been used across so many different digital platforms, has resonated with loads of different audiences, he's learnt loads and he's someone who loves developing all of the time so he's got great tips to share with you but you really feel the energy from Arthur, what he's into and what he wants to do going forward so... I always love chatting to Arthur. This was a fantastic conversation. Loads of great insights, but really uplifting, inspirational, and sure you're all going to love it. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Arthur Shukshta. I was really young, and uh, when I started uh, learning about the camera, and actually I managed to recall one story like happened with, with me when I was in grade five or six. So basically my father, he uh, he wasn't able to attend to one of my school events and he gave me his uh, camcorder, you know, to asking Arthur, can you film what is going to happen there? What's going to, uh, just that school event. I think it was like a Christmas party or something. And he gave me his camera and it was like you know, DV camera, camcorder, filming in square format. So that was a long yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah. And so I went uh, to school with that camera um, and filmed everything. And when I came back home, uh, next day he just sat down and just he started watching the, the video. And what should I mention about my father? He's like uh, kind of... Uh, he never gave me many compliments. And he was like very strict, you know, like... and. Uh, when he watched the video, 
I remember he was telling my mother, you know what, he's really good in this. Like, I was so surprised. Like, he filmed it. It was very still, and it was, like, good, really good panning. Like, he showed some close-ups, like, and he, he never explained me how to do that, you know. And uh, when I heard that, I thought, wow, like, maybe I have something, you know. Like, I need to try more. And obviously, I was really happy because my father gave me that compliment as well and mm -hmm. I, I could hear that it was very honest opinion and uh, he's uh, he's also like his hobby was a photography and he's like photographer and it gave additional credit to his words as well and I thought like wow perfect I need to try that more and so uh, I was uh, taking his camera sometimes and filming some stuff you know with uh, my friends or just going out and just filming whatever you know, mm -hmm. just without any concept and idea, just filming for the sake of filming. And I think that was the very first step how I got into the video and filming something and, uh, you know, like looking on the things from the viewfinder. And then later on, obviously, I start learning how to put things together. So basic editing. And uh, I think that was the Sony Vegas application that I first used on my computer and like it was uh, it was interesting you know like the, the fact that you can manipulate uh, uh, with the footage and make a story out of it it made me feel like really exciting and uh, it was really good fun as well filming something with friends and just making like a short video story <laughs> and it, it always kept it as a hobby I never thought it's gonna become my career and something that I'm gonna dedicate so much time and uh, learning that deeper so but like when I turned 20 or 90 I came up with a question like okay what's next like I have graduated uh, I don't really know what I want to do for a living and uh, uh, I already was working uh, in casino and just doing some different stuff uh, back in Lithuania and uh, I, I read one book that I think it was like something with the psychology and it was saying like if you want to find yourself try to think about things that you are happy to do for free mm -hmm. and uh, it came up that like actually I love filming and editing and but I don't know is it possible to earn any money with that you know like it was that that stage where I in Lithuania, I mean, there is not so much production going on around as you can see here in England. Yeah. So uh, I thought, like, okay, maybe maybe this is something I, I want to try, and that's how that idea came up. And like, next step was moving to UK and uh, do I did my degree in Manchester and study videography in a deeper level and uh, took it more seriously rather than just a hobby. And actually, it was a great choice for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I like you said that kind of, firstly, that idea of like when you're younger and seeing that reaction that you get from putting something together. Yeah. It sounds a lot like the plot from the Fablemans that just came out. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, when I watched it, I actually could see myself uh, in that film, seriously. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, I will never become a Spielberg or someone like that. But even though, like, uh, that, that kind of uh, childhood, the, the way I saw it, actually, it really reflected uh, my childhood in the same in the same way. And, you know, like, as a psychologist, uh, I would say, like, all the... 
like all the problems come from the childhood like when something bad happens to you uh, it might reflect your future and I think same with the good things if something really good happens to you it can reflect your future as well so at that time I remember like I really enjoyed the process uh, like my parents were happy me doing that and like I have all that really good reaction and I think it actually influenced my choice of uh, trying to spend more time doing that and learn more about it as well yeah 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 absolutely and I also like you said about the trigger of that book that you read to kind of think okay what what would you do for free and I think a lot of people are chapter and I often think about this a lot especially if it's like a creative pursuit is that people do it first and foremost because it's something that's satisfying and then the rest of life kind of gets figured out around it and I think that's the joy of doing something like that is that that comes first and that's where the satisfaction is and obviously when it becomes successful and you can do other stuff off the back of it that's a bonus but that kind of find that satisfaction first and what you actually do without being paid uh but but saying 100%. that you, but you, you then you said that you went to um move to manchester to to study sharpen your skills develop at what point did you think okay i can do this long term now uh so when um, on my first day at university i already was so into uh, that thought that I want to learn video production, that we had uh, opportunity at the university to rent the cameras uh, for your own projects. So on my very first day uh, after the after uni, I went and just rented the camera okay. and I went filming because like we had access to like good professional cameras mm-hmm. and I couldn't wait to just grab it and just do something, just film something. And... Um, I was a little bit older than others, so when I went to uni, I was uh, 23, and other guys, they were, like, uh, just turned 18, Mm -hmm. and at the time when most of them were just very excited of the fact that they now stay outside, like, of the home uh, home house, or, like, uh, live without parents, and they're just cheering and uh, spending all the grants they received, you know? (laughs) I was, like completely into the video I, I, I wanted to film uh, I wanted to edit I wanted to learn so uh, I, ha- I had full dedication and I wanted to prove myself that uh, I'm not just uh, wasting time but I'm just getting the most out of it and uh, I think that was already de- de- dedication just even before I started the uni and uh, I think it played really well in terms of when it came to as a, as a result, like because I did a lot of uh, volunteering and like a lot of uh, things that just helped to my tutors just to film something, and they um, they could see that and they've been offering just me to do work on that project on the uh, another project or just saying like there's some other guys filming do you want to join them. And uh, on the th- my third year, uh, one of my uh, teachers, he told me, like, Arthur, you know what, like, uh, do you want to try to film on a few projects on BBC? I was, nice. what? BBC? <laughs> really? Like, yeah, yeah, like, I've, I know a few friends there. I've got a few friends. I've been working there. Do, do, do you want to uh, just, to, they have, I think, one project and they're just looking for some uh, students. Uh, I can get you there. Said, of course. 
yes, that's going to be the best day in my life. And like, so it acts as lots of doors and looking forward, I should say that in general, video production, videography acts in so many doors that are closed for other people. And I don't know why, to be honest, like people just trust someone who they, who have a camera. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, it, it, it is amazing. Like uh, I, I, I've met so many interesting people and without my profession, I would never, never, ever meet them. Yeah, and that is that is one of the views of it. And I love what you say there, that kind of excitement of getting offered to go to BBC and do stuff and then you find opportunities that you don't necessarily envisage happening and that's the kind of joy of doing something where you are like creatively putting yourself into it because it's you're starting off by saying look I want to explore these areas and do this and that and people ride off that enthusiasm and creativity and it leads to other stuff but having said that I've chatted to a lot of people who have gone to university to study film, TV, video production, wherever it would be, thinking, this is interesting, this is fun, but don't necessarily then convert that into going, having a life working in that industry. And maybe that's because they didn't have the passion and maybe that's because they didn't have the dedication. But from your perspective, and I know you said that you did a lot of other stuff whilst you're at university and that kind of set you apart, but going from studying to then entering the world of video production and film what has it taken and what do you think um you've done and need to do to actually press on and have a life working in that industry and not just study it for three years and then kind of like forget about it yeah just the fact that uh so we had about 50 or 60 people on the first year uh studied together with on our course and I think maybe less than 10 people as a result doing the videography or something related to what they studied. So that already tells a lot about, uh, about the general, like, is it, is the university give you like a ticket to, to that industry? And the answer is no. Uh, what university is great is, uh, helping to, um, grow with the networking. It give you opportunities, open you a lot of doors uh, that you can enter, but the rest is completely on you. So they give you a lot of resources. They give you direction where you should go and what you should learn, but you have to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, I think, where is the main difference. Because if you spend, uh, in, if you invest a lot of time, if you if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to try and do something on your by yourself you'll definitely you'll bring yourself to the place where you can find a good opportunities um, you can meet people and you can get more work experience right but if you just come to the classes and you just spend like few hours there listen to lectures and taking the notes that's not enough Mm-hmm. It's it, it just the one of the stages, one of the steps that give you them some theory, but every theory should be turned into the practice. Otherwise, you will never learn something else, something to remember. So uh, the, there, there is a there's a kind of one of the one of the tutors told me like if you want to turn something into your uh, in, into the skill, you have to take uh, convert one hour of theory into three or four hours of practice okay yeah, yeah. so uh otherwise you're gonna forget and this is the nature of our brain we forget things and if we don't turn it into the practice 
we're never going to convert it into this scale. So what oh, to answer your question, why um, why university is important is just because you can get a lot of interesting ideas, good networking and uh, knowledge theory. But what you're going to do with that, it's completely up to you, mm -hmm. up, to, up, up on you. They can't actually put your skills into their brain. You have to do it by yourself. So it's, again, it's all about your own uh, personal dedication. Yeah, I absolutely get that. And I think that can apply to so many things. And I think is a great insight into video production, as you say, but a lot of people, whether it be university or any other course or um, following a kind of step-by-step -step plan, want that golden ticket of, oh, if I just sign myself up for doing this, by the end of it, I will be able to do everything that I've wanted to at the beginning. But there's that in-between bit of, well, there's yes learning it and throwing yourself into it but you've actually just got to go and immerse yourself within it whether that be like you said specifically going out filming editing getting involved with it or actually ingraining that kind of process into your life like i went to university um, and i didn't do anything specifically practical with my degree but i can relate to that notion in the sense that because i studied history with no intent to anything specifically history but what i got most out of my degree was the people and the time i immersed myself within outside the specific studies so i think what i got out of it was a real kind of joy passion and ability to chat to people put arguments forward get involved with discussions and things like that and that was mostly done off the back of the things that sparked our ideas so we'd go to lectures we'd have, have seminars we'd do our readings but then we'd go out and chat about these things for longer than we would actually uh, read about it and I know it's a totally different area but I think the principles then that can apply to so many things in life is yes go to university go on courses read things and get the inspiration but go and do it like throw yourself into it and develop it yourself so it's really great to hear how you said that's kind of what's cut you above and I think people can take a lot of learnings from that especially going into video production thinking oh well if I sign up for this 20-step course online by the end of it I'll be able to make a film it's like you'll have the platform to be able to go on and learn how to make a film but that's just the beginning um yeah, yeah so yeah that but well uh, to be honest uh, now you can find lots of great courses even on youtube or you know on like paid pl platforms and i'm using i'm using them as well i'm still learning on youtube uh, watching the videos i look what other people do um as and invest money into there are so many great courses like currently yeah. um i'm uh, learning uh, color grading and it's crazy it's an amazing tool it like makes things look so much better you can improve the the overall image drastically and uh, not even many uh, people know that I, actually it was color graded before them it might look natural and like good color grade, grading is about uh, not just the lot uh, and just a look, but it's just about the natural natural feel. You, you look at it and it looks natural to you, but actually when you see the uh, the original footage, it's completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's magic. I, I, I love this. It's crazy. So yeah, it's uh, it's about investing your time into into the skills and just trying to learn. If I'm just watching something, I will probably forget it. I need to put it into the practice so then I can remember. It's, it's just a muscle power, muscle, yeah. muscle memory, right? Absolutely. absolutely. It's that combination, like you said, keep sharpening your skills and knowledge and inspiration from different areas, but actually throw yourself into it and 
internalize it do it get that yeah. muscle memory going yeah 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 it's like simple example you can't uh, grow your muscles if you just read about other people who are going to the gym right so you need to do it by yourself <laughs> you need to lift um yeah so what i wanted to then ask you about is um you've worked on loads of cool projects over the years we've worked together on really cool projects uh, but what have been standout ones to you over these? I know you've done a lot of stuff in the sport industry and um, working with uh, athletes and sports people, but what kind of projects that have really stood out to you that have been dead satisfying to get involved with? Mm. Let's see. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I was involved in many interesting projects and uh, the, probably the first one, just I can recall, uh, it was uh, <laughs> at uni and... Uh, I think, uh, yeah, so it was another volunteering job. Basically, I was invited to help one student uh, on his dissertation and he was uh, uh, preparing dissertation related to football. And uh, I think he was filming like a little documentary around uh, Salford City Club. Okay. And yeah, I should say, I should mention, I'm, I know nothing about football, to be honest. <laughs> you know, like, that, that, it's, I'm horrible. Like, coming to UK, there are two main topics uh, that you have to, to talk about. First, it's about the weather. And second one, who played yesterday or who playing tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, when it comes to the second topic, uh, I, I don't know what to say. Because like, back to Lithuania, uh, we all play basketball. It's national sport. And that's what I was doing for, for all my life. I was just playing basketball. So... Anyway, going back to that story, I was invited to film and uh, help my, uh, that guy to, to do the project. He he took me to the place. To this uh, it was like uh, a club training session, and they were training. And then the owners came as well, and we interviewed them. And well, I didn't know who those guys are, and it was it was quite easy, a good conversation, good chat. We took pictures together. And later on, I found out it was a class of 92. So it was Ryan Giggs, <laughs> yes. Gary Phil Neville, Nicky Butt. I didn't know them. You know, I, w- I was like, what? Like, all these guys played uh, Manchester United in the past, like with David Beckham. And yeah. I-, I was like, I didn't know that. And you know what? It's good that I didn't know that yeah, because yeah. otherwise I would be nervous. But I, w- I felt like really natural. And I-, I think that they felt that as well. And so we had a good conversation, a good chat. It was really easy going and I wasn't nervous at all. Uh, but yeah, like uh, it was it was funny. It was really fun. Yeah, well, as I reckon that does work because obviously in when you are filming, it helps so much to be relaxed and put the person on camera at ease. So someone going there being overwhelmed by who they were working with would come across. So I imagine, yeah, that absolutely helped you there. Yeah, um, man. And so basically, uh, it, it took it took it. I took it from there, and then I was invited to film a season uh, for Salford City playing. Um, and then also the class of next two guys, they opened a football hotel next to the Manchester United. So I was filming that opening as well. And it, it was great. And so there I've met um, other guys who work for the broadcast sports and they broadcast sport events. And they saw me and they offered me to work with them as well. Uh, and it was already a paid job. And... Uh, 
I start working on a freelance basis with them, filming some uh, sports events that have been live streamed on Eurosport or BBC Sport, some championships like world championships. And it was an, another amazing experience where I could learn not only how to film, but how to prepare an entire set because where we had to wire an entire stadium with uh, like 10 uh, cameras around and like to send the feed to the studio like all that I had to understand how everything works and so it was a, a it was quite interesting experience as well and uh, yeah I think that was that that was like one of the first steps uh, getting me uh, getting me myself into that industry where I was paid for what I was doing and uh, so yeah th these kind of projects uh, played a, a good uh, opportunity for me and like obviously enhance my uh, portfolio and CV after I graduated. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was another one which I really enjoyed and I think you've mentioned this to me in the past of the project got involved with, but with the uh, the kickboxer and how oh, that all came yeah, about. Because yeah. that was a really um, cool video, but the story behind it, how you got involved, I think was a, a pretty like inspirational for ones for people just trying to make stuff happen. You know, like, uh, so it's the one that I filmed with uh, Sergei Maslaboyev, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he's a Lithuanian kickboxer. Yeah. And he's uh, currently, I think, one of the top kickboxers in the world. Uh, so um, I was on my way back home to Lithuania just to visit my family and my friends. And uh, I've got one of my friends there who actually into the videography. It's like more as his hobby. He doesn't really, he have other things he where he earns money, but he loves videos. And he'd been coming to me like with a lot of questions uh, about how to edit, what camera to take and et cetera, et cetera. And it's crazy now looking back and uh, looking where he is now, like he already films a lot of uh, really cool commercials and like music videos for some top uh, singers in Lithuania. Anyway, uh, when I was on my way back home, he told me, Arthur, so when you're coming, like, just let's do something for fun. Let's film something uh, together. I said, sure, why not? I love this idea. Just uh, bring your camera because I didn't bring anything with me and let's do something. He said, okay, no more questions. Like, uh, let's meet on that day. Uh, I'm going to pick you up. So he came to pick me up and uh, took me to, to the gym. And that's where I've met that guy. But I didn't know that he going to bring that, uh, uh, that, that, that fighter. And like, <laughs> it's crazy. And basically... I uh, like no pressure, but like here's uh, Sergei Maslaboyev, he happy to be filmed and I showed you some of your videos and he really, really loves what you're doing and like, wow, okay, no pressure. <laughs> and, and he was so humble. Uh, he was just said, okay, so I got, I've got two hours, like do whatever you want, tell me what to do. So we had to come up like with a quick concept, what we're doing, what we're filming, what is the script and just, uh, yeah, uh, we managed to film everything within two hours and then on the, when I came back home, I just did the, like one, uh, one minute video. And it turned really well, actually. He was really happy with it. He posted on his uh, Instagram channel. And, and yeah, it's great how sometimes you getting the opportunities out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And and I think that video triggered, and I was uh, offered to f uh, to edit uh, 
the the little documentary for uh, UFC fighter Habib uh, Habib and Islam Mahachev. So oh, nice. They are you know they're so world fighters. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so Islam Mahachev, he was preparing for the fight against uh, Charles Oliveira for the belts. Yeah. And one of my colleagues, he basically filmed entire preparation in Dubai. And he'd been following him, like shadowing him, like what he was doing and like how they've been preparing for that, taking lots of interviews. And uh, he came uh, him came back to me saying, uh, Arthur, so uh, I'm quite a little busy and like, I really like the, your style. Like, can you do something with that? Uh, like, can you do like a little documentary? You have full freedom. Just just bring something really cool out of that. I was wow, all right. I mean, definitely gonna try because like it's uh, amazing opportunity to, to to just get into to see how they train, like what they do, like to understand their mentality, and uh, yeah, just uh, edited uh, that little, little uh, documentary, which uh, which which been then watched by them. Back in Dubai, in the cinema. So basically, I've been told oh, they, nice. they they just rented a, like a little cinema. They watched the the movie, and uh, after that, they mentioned that Habib mentioned. He said like, "Okay, now I want uh, something bigger, but on Netflix." Okay. <laughs> so wow, I've been I've been straight offered to uh, if that gonna going to happen. Been straight offered to be uh, DOP. On that project, I don't know if it's if it's going to happen, but it was a great compliment for me, you know. Yeah. And just if it's gonna go so far, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, and so like, it, I mean, that's a great story, and uh, well, I hope it does go ahead. But I think that's just a perfect example of, as you said earlier, just giving something a go, throwing yourself into it. As you said, with the initial video, you just kind of did on a whim, but then it leading to something else, and that's kind of what film and video is with the collaboration. It's people just giving something a go, trying it, but people riding off that creativity and spark that started. And that's exactly. a good message to put out there. It's it's crazy, like, how one project can lead to another one. And to be honest, i am always been working this way uh, in terms uh, of the fact that uh, someone always been offering me something to, to, to work with. Either it's uh, some other professional... Uh, videographers video producers or agencies finding me or i've been always recommended and it's uh, it has a good bad side so good side it means like the people trust um, what i do and they love the results so it's this is this is great uh, bad side uh, is that uh, i've never been actually professionally marketing myself uh, okay. as a freelancer and this is something I need to learn as well, just because I want to try to find my own clients and be more independent. So uh, th- that's another uh, resolution for this year is uh, just to get out there and uh, try to offer my services and my, 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 my skills to someone I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough balance, isn't it? Because... When you're doing the work and the projects, obviously it's great that you're doing it, but then you're not spending time on developing the more long-term vision. But when you're doing that, you're not doing the work, which, again, find that with a lot of 
I'm going to speak to people who have got into a project, led to another, it's led to another, and they've done loads of great stuff, but then it's very hard to take that step back and go, okay, how do I direct this somewhere else? And exactly. again, that's another funny thing about the industry, how it's not necessarily that linear, the path of how you get to places that kind of winds a little bit and then you go in different directions and then find yourself somewhere else. Uh, but all these are fascinating experiences, as you said. Um, one thing you mentioned before was how you're constantly like trying to refine your skills whether that be uh online whether it be reading stuff trying stuff out Mm -hmm. in terms of like direct inspiration on your own style where do you get your inspiration from whether it be a specific um filmmaker or creative or area that you take it from like what kind of inspires you to keep making new videos in new styles um i would probably say uh, definitely shirt type of content rather than movies. Yeah. So I, when I was younger, I was a crazy fan of different short commercials, like you know, kind of quality commercials. Yeah. Like yeah. for example, I can bring like Nike or something that make you feel like more inspired or something like fun commercials. Uh, like you know, free lines and canes. Uh, there is competition of like short commercials, mm-hmm. and I was watching them as well. So I like uh, I really like kind of short type of content, and I what I just really get inspired out of of the idea that uh, you can make something very beautiful out of nothing, and it makes me so it like really inspires me to be honest. And uh, yeah, where where also I'm taking some inspirations, and this is something I would definitely suggest to any uh, videographer who just starting out and want to train his eye and get some uh, good ideas is Vimeo, and yeah. there is there is a, there is a channel which calls uh, Stuff Picks. And you can find loads of great videos there. So basically, what I do, I'm trying to spend like 20 minutes and half an hour a day uh, to watch what other people do and get some ideas or see where where things moving. You know, uh, and it's really important for us uh, as a, as not as a kind of muscle memory just to also learn um, your eye to see things and to. Uh, see how what other people do and how to do that and just train your eye to see what is good and what is bad it's really important as for musicians to to listen to other songs other bands other groups and different genres as well Mm -hmm. because i suppose that then feeds into your instinct and your muscle memory then it's something that's not necessarily consciously on your mind but if you've consumed content that you know is inspiring you and leading you to go in different directions when you're actually putting it together those things kind of come to mind and yeah i absolutely believe in that as well no matter what it is that no matter the craft that you're trying to hone is that sometimes it feels like you're wasting your time just watching something but in those moments when you do need an idea or something comes to you it just pops into your mind kind of from nowhere but it's because you've put that time in to absorb it and take it in. But in terms 100%. of in terms of like your inspiration and kind of what that has led you to do, and then gone on. Obviously, short form content now is is a huge area, specifically for like social media marketing mm-hmm. and digital marketing, and that's been an area that you've kind of dived into and got the satisfaction out of. But 
what is it like when you're filming something or editing, what kind of, what satisfaction do you get out of it? Like, what is the big thing that really gives you a kick out of making these videos? Is it like the end product or is it the process of actually bringing it all together? Uh, definitely uh, uh, the end product is uh, is a major part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, obviously, I enjoy the process. And without that, it won't be possible to sit uh, like hours and hours like in front of your computer and just do the editing. Uh, I like I like the magic. I like uh, how things when you bring them together, how they just tells you the story, how you can manipulate, uh, and it's like a, a superpower, right? You basically can tell the story in so many different ways using the same footage. It's like a, a, like a jigsaw, it's like a puzzle uh, with the pieces that matches to each other. And it's just up to you. This is your creative approach, how you're gonna bring them together. And uh, sometimes it, it's difficult because it, uh, when you have endless choices, it takes longer for you just to build something. But uh, I like I like that creative approach. So uh, I we even tried few with my few friends to use the same footage, but just do own editing and then compare what we end up with. And like videos are so different, and it just tells like how we are different because like uh, video is a reflection of our souls. absolutely Absolutely. i like what you said like the magic of it it is that isn't it because it's it's creating something bigger than what started off at the beginning of it yeah i almost like cooking is you put the ingredients in and you create something totally different at the end but you can have different interpretations of that and yeah well i i love what you said there that's kind of i think quite an inspiring thing because it's not just okay we film the footage and now we editing is just chopping it up to show what we've filmed editing is a whole different craft in imagining something and, and getting that message across from what you've filmed and as you said that it's a great example from what you and your friends have done is taking the same footage but creating something totally different with a different message and meaning because there's so yeah. many different paths you can take to that end goal and yeah um, absolutely yeah and oh, that's why i love some uh, passion projects uh, to do because obviously when it comes to uh working on the uh commercials or working for the client obviously you already have to come up with the script and have some pre-production. So it has uh, the boundaries where yeah. you're already editing the story, which has been pre-approved, and, uh, which is good as well because you have the structure and when you uh, come to, to the event, uh, when you're filming something, you already know how you film this and like where you need to focus, what shots you want to get. So at the end of the day, when you, it comes to, film, uh, to editing, you already know what you're doing. But I love some of the projects like where you just doing for myself is just when just coming to bring something together out of nothing. That's why I still... And uh, I still do weddings, uh, and this is where I have completely entire freedom to come up with my own creativity. Because um, there, is, I mean, obviously, each wedding we can say like every wedding is the same, but every wedding is different. And when it comes to the to, to the story, there are so many ways how you can tell the story. And I'm not doing many of them, uh, but like. So I've got some uh, some weddings like in my pipeline, and 
it's another joy to be honest because the people are so grateful like when they see the movie i'm i'm actually uh getting the videos they send me the videos like uh, with the they recall just to say thank you and how they excited and recently one uh, my client a film one year ago for her and she basically contacted me to say that her father still re-watching on the weekly basis the wedding film and like he loves it so much and that that's that's amazing like um uh it's makes me feel that i do something valuable for minority but it's more than enough for me it's uh it's make like their life a little bit better share and give them good memories and give them uh, positive emotions yeah and i suppose it's rare in producing video where you get a direct connection with the person who's receiving the emotion or experience from watching it especially in a more kind of like corporate businessy marketing setting is that a lot of that obviously is it's triggering emotion but it's not as high emotion like that's the ultimate emotion isn't it a wedding video and um yeah i get that and i think um having that connection and the satisfaction to keep doing it you've got to kind of have something spurring you on and i also fully believe in what you said about passion projects is that i think it's so important to keep doing passion projects regardless of what you're trying to achieve because that's where you allow yourself to experiment and play around but it keeps that fire burning doesn't it it's like it's easy to with any line of work or anything you do is start off with a vision of what you want to do but get ground down just by finding yourself doing something you don't really want to do but when you're playing around with something you're expanded to so many possibilities and um, like the example you gave then I think it's a great way to kind of keep improving but keep motivated as well Exactly. So, something else I wanted to chat about is um, you've done a lot of work across different countries traveling around filming, which I suppose for a lot of people when they think about um, whether it was camera operating or producing or whether it be anything that's related to film or video production, that's one of the ultimate things to go into when you see stuff on TV or watch content. You're like, oh, wow, look at all these different opportunities. And I know you've been across a few different countries. I'm just wondering... What's your experience of doing that like and what kind of different perspectives do you get both on filming but on on the world from going traveling and and capturing these moments and and spaces? Well, traveling is another thing for me. It's uh, I always dream to have that opportunity and have that freedom to travel uh, because uh, after I graduated from university, uh, for the next four years I was working uh, for the company as a video producer, but obviously I had very limited number of days where I can go somewhere and travel. And uh, when I became independent as a freelancer, I uh, now have that freedom and I can choose projects where I can go somewhere abroad and film something. And luckily I've been invited to a film for uh, several charities uh, in Africa, in Lebanon, and uh, it was amazing experience because I love to not only do what I do, but I love to uh, discover other countries, uh, meet people from different different cultures. Uh, I love it, and I think that's uh, one of the greatest joy uh, to to discover other cultures and uh, become friends you know uh, it's great so when i've been uh, recently uh, in africa 
uh, had a great opportunity to speak with locals and uh, to find out more about the culture, film, and uh, you know, just have a good time. I, I wish uh, I wish I could have done it uh, earlier in my career, but I'm really happy that I have that opportunity now, and I'm trying now to I'm thinking now to even expand it more and just do more travel films and just even uh, actually I've got one in my pipeline. Uh, it was one travel it wasn't for work we just went to nepal for three weeks and we just been climbing to one of the um one of the five thousand over five thousand meters mountain and i was just a gopro with me but it we actually stuck stuck there because it was a storm and a lot of people uh they've been evacuated with the helicopters and actually a few people even died out up there and and we uh, we decided to finish that track, and we we finished it. And but there were there were, there was so much drama because like obviously, uh, some of our friends they had little traumas, uh, like and uh, some sunburns. It wasn't the great condition, uh, but we made it. And uh, I w when I'll have time, this is not one of my going to be passion projects. I want to make like a little documentary story, uh, how we made it. Yeah. But yeah, the travel is uh, is something else, uh, and uh, a lot that you can combine these two things and like video production and travel together. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, sounds amazing, and I think it's definitely that inspiration kind of vision of combining both, like you say, just the joys of traveling, but also being able to. I think through filming as well, you take the moments to pause and really look at something specific obviously when you're going traveling yeah you're taking it in but there's a lot going on whereas the purpose of actually doing some filming you're looking at a very specific area person event and, and taking that in would you say that it then shifts your perspective or gives you something that you can bring to doing your more day-to-day -day projects that you work on from going abroad filming in different areas but then coming back and focusing on other stuff does it does it give you a different perspective when you are doing your other work um so uh what, what do you mean you mean by uh, what do you mean by this perspective in terms does it make you well firstly think about how you film differently from working in different areas and meeting different people from different areas and how mm. you deal with that and also just on a kind of more life perspective does it kind of give you a little bit more of like a view on what you're doing and feel make me feel more kind of like grounded when you do come back to your day-to-day -day stuff after kind of going somewhere that's completely different well i think in generally travel makes makes me more a humble person mm -hmm. and uh I, i've noticed that for many people who i've met who travel a lot they're absolutely amazing really humble people and we are so different across different cultures, but at the same time, we're all the same. We have the same problems, we have the same needs, uh, we, have the, we dream about the same things. And uh, to find out, uh, we, yes, we speak different languages, but we speak about the same things. And finding out actually changes you and uh, makes you look at the things from different perspective. So when it comes to uh, all production, editing, uh, it's, 
I, w I always, um, when it comes to my work, I always try to uh, do the editing uh, out of my feeling, like the way I feel. So uh, sometimes after the long travels, I have like a big inspiration and I want to tell something. I want to tell the story maybe slightly differently but from the way I've, see, I've seen things. And obviously that definitely reflects in, in my editing. So recently I was troubled traveling in Africa and uh, Lebanon and filming for charities and then on uh, when I came back I had to edit those films and uh, those campaigns that stream now on uh, in Canada and Australia and uh, obviously without me being there it will be completely different edit and uh, but since I've been there since I saw things and the way they happen and being in refugee camps in Syrian refugee camps and I've see, seen a lot of things and it makes me completely different rethink how I want to tell the story because again we tell, tell the stories out of our experience mm -hmm. yeah I totally get that and I feel as you said it should be an emotional thing because it is it's it's emotional, it's artistic and getting that emotion from what you've experienced into something is yeah. is what is what video is and, and sharing those messages. So no, it is great to hear you kind of say how that does translate. Before we wrap up, um thank you for everything we've covered so far. But <laughs> I just wanted to basically ask what the future holds for you. Like what's kind of based on what you've done so far and the projects you've got going on. Do you specifically have anything lined up coming up that you're excited about? And also, what areas and projects would you like to work on in the future? Where would you like to take um, your video work and get stuck into? Sure. Um, so, well, uh, I want to get more into filming some cool commercials. Like, uh, I, I really like that kind of short content type of content. And obviously, for that, I really want to meet some uh, more talented people in this industry and work together to produce something valuable and just to learn from them as well because uh, I see some so many other cool stuff being just filmed and editing around and uh, that makes me really inspired and feel really inspired as well. And just personally for myself uh, to spend some more time on learning marketing and just as I said, just to, to uh, focus on um, finding my own clients to work with. You see, like uh, I need to start properly even run the social media platform like uh, Instagram because I still it still looks like as a personal, not like as a business one, okay. you know. And because before that, when I was working for the company, I wasn't allowed to share any videos that I was producing for the company because they f thought that it made them look small. Because like why only one, for that big company only one videographer is like producing the videos, so I wasn't allowed to just share them, and uh, I kind of got used to that. I'm like not really showing much what I'm doing, but now I know that I need to actually sh share with the world what what I do because this is actually lead to more projects and uh, uh, people can see what uh, what kind of skills I have just to become uh, more demanded, more successful in this industry. Yeah, absolutely. And as we said, it's a tricky balance, isn't it, from projects to pushing into new directions. But I, th I suppose that more kind of content you've produced that you can show off to the world, the more you kind of have to go at it. 
just one more thing on um, the future of everything. And we chatted a bit about it before and I know that you've put some time and consideration into it, but the future of the industry as a whole, whereas AI has been a big discussion recently and where that's going to take creative industries and specifically how it can impact video. But what's your main outlook on that and how do you see it playing a role in the video industry? Well, it is another great tool just recently been introduced to the to the market and it's all about just uh, taking that learning it and using it for your own benefit uh, it's became uh, it gives you so many great opportunities to uh, to creative people to produce even something more valuable more interesting give them more freedom and flexibility uh, some uh, some people tell tell that uh, actually they don't like the idea of AI coming to the market because they're afraid that it can replace uh, some talented people. Some uh, graphic designers, for example, can yeah. lose their job because they're not going to be as demanded or they won't be able to charge the money for what they do because AI can just do it in seconds. But I kind of disagree with that idea because. Uh, uh, again, looking back on the of the time of industrialization when the machines been uh, replacing some workers uh, on the factories, and they were telling the same as well. Like workers have been uh, losing some jobs and couldn't uh, compete with the machines, which is true. But uh, those people who were open to learn those machines, they became those who actually operates them. So it's all about um, all about be ready to to take the, those kind of new technologies, learn them, and take the advantage because there are so many of them actually, and the world is going to be changing every year and very fast, and you have to adapt to 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 stay on that wave. And uh, yeah, and just uh, create, think how you can use it just to create uh, some cool stuff for, for your own benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to write off all creative industries saying that it's going to be replaced is to kind of suggest that people are only paid in creative industries for their time. Whereas to an extent, that's true. But I think the real value where people earn the money in creative industries is the vision, the bringing together of projects, finding the best solutions and the artistic elements to it. So yes, these AI tools can bring artistic insights and they can make things happen very quickly. But there's still going to be I view it as it then just pushes the people who, as you say, control it one up. And then what your role is in the whole process is a bit different. Maybe you end up spending less time physically editing something or physically doing drawings and designs. But there's it allows a level above that of bringing yeah. different concepts together. And then it pushes on from there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally aligned with that. And I think it's a very fascinating discussion and area to get into, which is going to be a bit of a whirlwind over the next few years. But I think that, as you say, if you embrace it and, and go for it, there's um, there's a lot of great stuff that can be done. Yeah, no, man, it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really interesting because so far there is so many new things being introduced. Now, for example, with one application, AI application, you can change any uh, HD video to 4K. 
you don't need to film in 4K. Yeah. Well, it, it's replicates really, really realistically. I've tried it, I played with it already, and it's amazing. So yeah, uh, so many things just uh, gonna come soon, and I'm really excited to see where it's gonna take. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep the finger on the pulse, for sure. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Arthur. We've had a a fantastic chat there, covered all sorts of areas. It's been great to hear how you got into video production and everything related to it and um, what inspires you and uh, pushes you on to the future. And I'm sure the listeners will enjoy hearing that as well. But uh, I feel like we've had a a good go at it. And um, thank you very much for joining me. I'm sure we'll have plenty more discussions in the future. I look forward to seeing um, the videos that you produce over the, uh, the coming months and years. Oh, thank you, Marcus. Uh, yeah, it was a pleasure for me uh, to become a part of your podcast as well. And uh, we uh, really enjoyed the conversation. And thank you so much for having me today. Well, there we have it. That was my conversation with Arthur Schuchter. I hope you all enjoyed it. I'm sure you will have done What I love about chatting to Arthur is his passion for creating videos, but constantly wanting to develop. He's always wanting to learn. I think that's inspiring. Just having a conversation with him, it makes you want to take more from what you're doing and push forward and develop. As you heard, Arthur's been in the industry for quite a few years now and has really developed his skills in loads of different areas. So for people out there wanting to develop specifically in video production, He's a great person to listen to and check out his stuff online as well. I'll put all the links in the description to this podcast episode. But it was an absolute joy to have him on. I immediately want to go out there and create more videos. I'm sure you will have done off the back of it as well. But it's always great to get an insight into a different area of the creative world, creative industries. And Arthur certainly gave us that. So thank you once more, Arthur, for joining me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll have plenty more conversation episodes coming up soon. We've got loads of exciting guests lined up. I love having these chats, and I hope you enjoy listening to them as well. And don't worry, I've not abandoned Callum. We've got more reviews coming up over the coming weeks. Drop me suggestions of films you'd like us to check out. We'll try and keep our finger on the pulse of new films, but going over some classics as well. But until next time, that was another episode of the Glass A Film Club podcast. I'll see you all later.